It's time for the latest on the Brewers, Bucks, and Packers with the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. The Fan Afternoon Show live from the Lakeland University studios offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. 1250 AM, The Fan, Kevin Holden, and Sam Schmitz at the controls. Check out 2400 Sports MLB coverage with big-time baseball. Former players Cody Decker, Tony Gwynn Jr., and MLB insider John Heyman sit down every week to cover all the moving parts of Major League Baseball on the field, in the clubhouse, and in the front office. These guys have you covered with complete breakdowns of every team and individual player worth noting on a week-to-week basis. New episodes of Big Time Baseball every Monday on Odyssey or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, Canada. See, so now I don't know like if my head should be singing Oh, Canada or if it should be singing, Come on down to Cleveland Town, yeah. everyone. Oh, man. If I had time or if I wasn't behind the board, I would definitely censor that because if you haven't heard that, it just every time I hear that Cleveland song, it just brings, it gives me life. Unlike the city of Cleveland. Unlike the city of Cleveland, we see the sun almost three times a year. But at least we're not Detroit. Detroit. Like I'm telling you, you say that to Scott next week and you'll get him going. Oh, I will. That's a that's a button. He'll <laughs> love that. His uh, uh my first road game, my first Packers road game as a CBS fifty eight employee was a solo trip to Cleveland. I went by myself Oof. with a camera and I shot a stand up with the camera sitting on a trash can. Cause I needed something for it to sit on. <laughs> yeah. So it sat on a trash can. That was my first experience in Cleveland covering a game. It was awesome. Um, I mean, it is time for pickling here on the afternoon show. Um, didn't really have many topics other than just, you know, Leroy Butler's being in trying to the Pro Football Hall of Fame tomorrow. If you guys got a story that you want to share about Leroy Butler, feel free to call in, 414-677-1250. I mean, we already got a, uh, we already got a caller on the line, so really? I guess let's get out to him. Scouts to Trav and Brown Deer. Trav, you're on the fan. Trav. Trav. How's it going, guys? It's going. Love you guys. Odyssey. You, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Leroy is who he is. And uh, yeah. some people don't know who he is, but yeah. uh, or, I just went to the store in tears. And my wife was like, this is pretty big, you know. So, uh, you know, he's got free oxtails. I know he's busy. And then one question, uh, Sam. Yeah. Uh, uh, he will be probably this year. He'll be by Woodson, you know, in the Ring of Honor, right? Um, Packer, yeah, Packers Ring of Honor. Yeah, the Hall of Famers only go there, right? I thought they only retire like one or two. Trav, is that all you got for us today? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, can uh, you know because you know. Every team after he did uh, the Lambo Leap, man, they tried to imitate that. But uh, do you got the Robert Brooks song, right? Because he gave, uh, he let Robert Brooks, you know, the Lambo Leap, right, song. Do you remember that? Yeah, I mean, kind of. But no, we don't. We don't. We don't have Robert Brooks on today. (laughs) No, no, but but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. uh, So the Lambo Leap, or whatever. I love you guys, man. Love you, Trav. All right, uh, have well, a good one, man. Have some, go right. have some oxtails. All right. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Wait, is that? Oh, he just. I do. That. I do that. To, I do that to travel all the time. It's it's infectious. Bart does it in his his songs. 
you know, sometimes you got to point out, you know, the, the, the crutches that we all have to people to make them realize it and all that. So that's just kind of what I do, being the terrible person I am. Well, it's not terrible. It's Oh, no, I'm a terrible person. We do that in, in uh, you know, in the TV world as well. Like everybody has their certain certain quirks or whatever. I, I'm trying to remember. I had a, a reporter that uh, I worked with a few jobs ago that we, we worked for uh, a, a station whose uh, – newscast evening newscast was the 10 o'clock news but they called it the 10 o'clock news kind of like your favorite university over in columbus and uh, this guy would pause for an extended period of time in between this reporter so every time he would finish a story he would say i'm so and so the 10 o'clock news and and so there's a point where like he paused long enough that you all stop and look at the screen like did he stop did did he stop talking so we we did a video making fun of him where it was, he goes, the, and then there's this long pause and it cuts back to the director and the director's looking at the screen like, say it! Yeah. Say it! Well, I mean, look, I, I got my own, like, I, 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 a lot of the times I say stuff like that, that's my one of my biggest crutches and stuff like that, so yeah. we, all, we, all, we all have our own. We all do. All right. Yeah. Um, 414-677-1250, if you guys want to chime in during Pick a Lane, we are sharing our favorite Leroy Butler stories before we hear from Bob Harlan former Packers president and CEO who joined Bart Winkler and Gary Ellerson from Canton, Ohio to celebrate Leroy Butler's Hall of Fame enshrinement tomorrow. Uh, we'll hear from that at 530. But 414-677-1250, we have Trav on. I mean, I feel like there's only one guy that can only follow him up. It's it's Notebook Mike. Notebook Mike. <laughs> on the afternoon show. Trav with the short take. Kind, eh, kind of. Kind well, of. I could have called during Pickling. I mean, it is Pickling right now. You are calling during Pickling. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I it's the first time I got to listen all week because I've been in the hospital. Yeah, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. It's good. I should be able to be getting out Sunday or Monday. It's good. But uh, you know, it really hurt. You know, hater, and then oh, yeah. here I am on the way to the hospital, <laughs> and then the Brewers lose, and it was quite a blow. But uh. Tim Dillard? Now, who was the guy you were just talking about with the pause? Oh, no, no. That was a, a news reporter at a, an old yeah. job of mine. Oh, yeah. everyone's stealing my pause. <laughs> my patented pause. No, Mike, the only thing they can steal from you is your notebook. <laughs> no, I, they have tried. Okay, all right. Uh, you guys got your notebooks going now? Uh, or you go on your laptop? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. you young guys. Yep. <laughs> uh, real quick, any softball stories? Uh, I don't want to talk about it from oh. my side, but uh, Kevin can talk about his. Our, our our team responded from an 8-7 loss the previous week. We won 13-3. to There you go. With our uh, number two pitcher, he walked in a couple of runs early in the game and then got it turned around. We, uh, we start the playoffs Monday. Oh, our softball teams, our pitcher, He'd walk the first three batters every single game. <laughs> yeah, we'd still win. That's how it is for my team right now. We're essentially the Cleveland Browns of our softball league. And um, your boy, yeah. I haven't played in, like before last week and the week before. I haven't played in like you know four or five weeks, whether it be to buy, you know, traveling stuff like that. So um, yeah, it's been a tough last two weeks for your boy. I've, it's, I'm turning into Christian Yelich before he got put in the leadoff spot. Real quick, where'd you travel to? Uh, San Diego a couple weeks ago to visit my sister. Oh, I, who was the one that went to Michigan? I don't know. Dan uh, Plucker's uh, a Michigan Falls. guy. Oh, that was Adam Roberts. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I went there once. Yeah. Visit Tim Shea's native land. Some guy fell in there. 
Went over to Falls okay. and lived. All right, Mike. <laughs> okay, I'll let you guys go. See you, Mike. Uh, is he talking Love about? Too. Is he talking about Niagara Falls? Yeah, Niagara Falls, not in Michigan. No, but well, he. Oh, I I, I missed. He was, it. it was I. I don't blame you, man. I don't know how, if you can stay through a whole notebook, Mike yeah. call and like no, you can like stay on track with him and everything. I mean, that's. That's a superpower. I missed the dot to dot. Yeah, I, we were in I Michigan, and then there was a guy on the Niagara Falls. I, it was that's on me. I, I, just, I just you know missed. talking to Trav and Notebook Mike back to back is like a night out at the bar. Sometimes you're just gonna lose yourself. <laughs> you, all, there are scenes missing. Yeah, I don't remember certain scenes from last night and all that. All right, we should, I think we need a break after that. Yeah. A little more pick a lane, and then later in the hour, Bob Harlan joined the folks uh, on the 12.50 a.m. The Fan earlier in the day as we get ready for Leroy Butler's enshrinement day tomorrow. It is 12.50 a.m. The Fan. It is pick a lane, 12.50 a.m. The Fan, and the Fan Afternoon Show. Kevin Holden from CBS 58 in for the rest of this hour, and that concludes the week, concludes my time filling in here. It's been an absolute blast, Sammy. Much appreciated, but it is pick a lane as callers are talking a little Leroy Butler, talking Brewers tonight as well. Yep, that is the correct. And uh, once again, 414-677-1250 if you guys want to call in and share your guys' Leroy Butler stories, anything, positive memories, favorite plays, stuff like that if you've gone to a game as we are celebrating Leroy Butler being enshrined to the Pro Football Hall of Fame tomorrow, 414-677-1250. Scout to Brian in Oak Creek. Brian, you're on the fan. Hey, guys. Great listening to the shows all day. Well, we're glad you said that after we just had Notebook Mike and Trav, so thank you for saying that. Well, um, anyway, I just have a spot. It's not a great story, but it was a great story for me. I was actually at that game in 1993. My sister's husband had season tickets, and every year he would sell me the last tickets because he didn't want to go because it was too cold, and it was really cold that day. But I was at that game, which, and I remember the play plain as day, but the great thing is a few years ago, my son took my ticket to the Oh, the Farm and Fleet, I can't think. It's the children's fundraiser. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kept my ticket stubs forever, like I have all my ticket stubs. So I found that ticket stub, and he took it, and Leroy Butler signed it, and it's one of the greatest things I have in my basement. You got that thing framed? Uh, Yeah, yep. Got it. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. So so not a great story, but I just wanted to pass that on. You got to uh, witness the first Lambo leap in person. That's amazing. Yes, I did, and I was much younger. But that being said, just wanted to call in and tell that little story. Appreciate the phone call, Brian. All right. Have a good one. You too. We were all much younger. <laughs> some se- some weren't even we weren't young. even around yet. Yeah, like myself. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, I'm trying to think of the best play I've seen live. It's probably, you know, probably the Brewers like CeCe Sabathia, um, Brewers like punching their ticket and staying after the game waiting for the Brewers to actually get into the playoffs for the first time to end the playoff drought. I can't imagine like seeing that's a, that's an iconic moment though. in like franchise history, like all these Packers players do it now. And Leroy Butler started at first and just came out of nowhere. It was just a impromptu thing. And it all started with a Reggie white um, lateral essentially. Like on top of that, like I can't imagine what I would give to be able to watch Reggie white play. Oh my goodness. I can only imagine. So Brian, I'm very jealous of you, and then that's awesome that he got the ticket stub autographed. That's 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 really really cool. Yeah, that's it's an iconic moment. That now that's that's the biggest thing you've seen as a fan. You're not talking working. I yeah, as as a fan, I'm trying. I can't. I, I'm sure there's something else that's been. Well, I've, okay, I just I just realized I was there for uh, Game Six 
of, <laughs> of the finals, but that was working. So right. I guess as a fan, the Brewers ending the playoff drought is still that. And you guys got to understand, listening to it, it's a different animal, and, and this is the reason why. When you were watching Game 6 at home, or if you were in the, in the arena watching Game 6, and it happened and you you know had probably been drinking all day or all, all oh, during yeah. the game and going crazy or whatever – Sam is is in the mindset at that moment of I need to talk to this person I have to meet this deadline I have to get this done and this done and this done. Oh no, that's the beautiful thing about this station. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't the case. You weren't no. on a deadline. No, oh no. Were you guys? Were you guys live? No. <laughs> Just Toby Altizer and myself. We went to go cover Game Six of the Finals, and literally all our job was to do um, was to provide content for the fan Twitter account during the game. And then on top of that, afterwards, we had to get live reaction from fans after the game. Oh, wow. Um, and if we could, go get audio. But at the time, they were doing Zoom meetings at the time. So, you, literally, we had the best job for game six of the finals. Oh, that's so amazing. We showed up there. We took videos. We watched the game. And then afterwards, we just, you know, like you said, we didn't have deadlines or anything, which I can only imagine for a championship. Did but you were in the press box, the press area. Uh, well, the the press box was so full for Pfizer Forum at the time. So what they do if the press box is full, you'll sometimes see media members being all scattered out throughout the section. So we were like at the very top of the like 400 section mm-hmm. behind like the drum line and all that. So right. yeah, we we're we we're up in the terrace level. So, and it's but the point is it's like you that's an area where people know your media. So it's not when when they won the championship, mm-hmm. it's not like you could jump up and down no. and hug Toby or whatever you wanted to do in that moment. You couldn't yeah. do it. You're not supposed to cheer when you're in the press box, especially in the Brewers press box, Packers press box, especially. Yeah. But the Bucks one is so small, and when you're, you know, when you're not actually in the actual press box, like Toby and I were like, you're not even really supposed to talk. And Toby like, oh my goodness, did you see that play? So it was kind of cool. I, I liked. I was appreciative of uh, where we were sitting, that we could kind of like let loose a little bit. But of course, after the game, I'm like taking selfies of like oh, you yeah, know the yeah. championship, everything that you we could were do. very we were very un- we we let it all out. We were very unprofessional that day. So sorry to the Bucks media. I but. don't know. I mean, you know, that's a, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a selfie with the trophy. Like that's. I feel like that's something that could happen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's that's different than. Let me let me counter with one. Yeah, that's different than this. Do you remember Rodgers to Cobb to win the division? It's been a little while. Yeah. You were younger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was I covered that game. And in Chicago, the rules are a little different. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting in a very cramped press box at Soldier Field. And in the entire second half, every time Aaron Rodgers, who had just come back from injury that game, every time he messed up or got in a bind, you would hear guys in the press box say, Oh, hey, Rodgers, you better discount, double-check that play. Media members. Media members. Wow. All through the second half. I have never dealt with anything like and that. And, like, these are probably guys who are like, been in the media for... 40 years. My 50 goodness. years. You know what I mean? Older older guys with that just, like, thick, like... And and it's like, we're sitting... the the As Packers media, the TV folks that cover the Packers are all sitting sort of in a row right. all across from each other. And I'm sitting next to Leslie Spooner, who used to work at WFRV in Green Bay. She's a news person in New Orleans now. And we are watching all of this... And staying professional and staying quiet, but like building on the inside, this are you kidding me? Like, what is like this you we're guys, dealing with? Like, how how are these people allowed to do this? So the last play happens, the play where Rogers uh, gets around Peppers, and you see that, and there's this like kind of, you know, and then he throws that ball up, and the ball was coming in our direction. We were in the end zone where Cobb was, oh. so the ball goes in the air, and there's a moment a second after that pass is in the air where it's like, holy crap, there's the ball. Here's Randall Cobb, and there's nothing else. <laughs> yeah. 
There's nothing else in the picture that Chris Conti is in a different area code. And when that ball's in the air and that realization happens, Leslie took one hand and grabbed me by the shoulder and another and grabbed me by the hip and started just shaking me as hard <laughs> as she could. She made the most noise without making noise that's ever been made. Just, just like, you know, like the, are you kidding me? Like shaking yeah. and all. Yeah. To, but, to stay professional, but still to, to make noise about it. That's awesome. I'm yeah. trying to remember where I was for that, but I feel like that's, like, look, as media, yeah, we're not supposed to, like, cheer and all that during games, but, like, I feel like those are the type of media people I love the most who aren't afraid to let the people know that they're, they, they are they are still a fan at the end of the day. Right. Tim Allen especially, my goodness. Yeah. The guy, the guy is like, I will be a fan. If I can't be a fan, that's your problem. I you agree know? with that. And so. if you, as long as you, if you can do it on your, like, here in the studio, yeah. you can do it on, the, on your medium of right. choice. But it's supposedly in the press box. You're supposed to keep it, you know, on yeah. the flat. The other one that real quick that came to mind. Do you remember Rogers to Janice in the playoffs in Arizona? Janice, Janice, Janice. Uh, I know you have that. You, I, the I'm thing is, find it. Janice is like perpetually here. The spirit of that that word is always in this room. <laughs> it has been for years because that was in early 2016, and it's still around. Janice, Janice. <laughs> here it is. I think I found it. Janice! Janice! Jeff Janice. Janice! 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 Jeff Janice! Janice! <laughs> and one of those is Jeff Janice saying Janice, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's great. The one that it is, hold on, I'll, I'll play it one more time and I'll tell you when, apparently this is Jeff Janice. When I say that's him, that's Jeff Janice, which I, I don't believe. Janice! Jeff Janice. Janice! Jeff Janice. Janice! 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 That's apparently Janice. him. That one, Janice. yeah. Janice. I, I think they it. talked to him and he did it. Yeah, I don't, or something I like don't that. believe that. That's him. So, okay. So that day, I was I was covering that game in Arizona. as a playoff game. And that is the most I've ever heard a press box react two ways. Mm-hmm. Meaning, the way the Arizona press box was set was there was a line. All the Packers media and team personnel, Mark Murphy and company, all together oh, wow. on one side. And all the Arizona folks on the other side. And he caught that pass. And the Packers, half of the box... Media and team personnel were like, ah, ah, yeah. ah. and then on the Arizona side, there's like, you know, like, like wow, that really makes noise, <laughs> banging the tables, you know, and stuff like that, uh, all at the same time. I feel like that's okay because that's just a type of play that you're. It's like a one in a million type yeah. of play. You'll you probably never see something like that again. He, he had nobody left. Everybody right. was hurt. Can you imagine if you were there too for the Aaron Rodgers? Um, Hail Mary to win it against Detroit. I was there, and I have a you story were. about that. If you'd like, we uh, well, let's hit a break. I know you, you can you tell the story. Actual right? other stuff. <laughs> I, I apologize for taking you down story lane because we have so no, much else. It's not you never apologize when it's a great story like that. But we just you know it's the clock and all that. Do we want to talk about uh, Leroy Butler? Uh, do we want to hang on to that or what? Uh, what you tell you do? what? After the break, we'll hear your story about the Rogers Hail Mary in Detroit. I'll be quick with it. We'll hear from Bob Harlan. And then to wrap up the show, we'll hear from Leroy Butler, who was talking during the Hall of Fame game last night. That's awesome. That? All of that next on the Fan Afternoon Show. All right. This was, this was worth the wait. After, yeah. Based on what you just told me, this was worth the wait. For the Fan Afternoon Show, for 1250 AM, the fan. So we were talking stories about covering games and, and crazy things that happened. If you if – you, are on my Twitter account or go to my Twitter account at 321QKevin, at 321CUEKevin, you're going to see a picture of four people. In TV circles, this infamous group is referred to as the Elevator Four. Basically, here's what happened. 
in Detroit, the, the press box is 19 floors above the bottom of the building. And our job as media is to go from that press box down. For some reason, that elevator kept stopping at every floor. We got on with a couple minutes to go, but they kept stopping. Sixth floor, fifth floor, fourth floor. Right. Drunk fans get on. Drunk fans get off. They don't know where they're going. Oh, wow. It's not supposed to work that way. It's supposed like, to be a media elevator. Uh, yeah, at Lambeau Field, there's... An, well, I mean, granted, it goes through the suites, but right. I mean, it, there's usually not a lot of fans. No. Like, you, maybe two or three. But And they're, and they're very. it's a very controlled... You've got an operator doing stuff or whatever. This one was literally every floor. Wow. Ten people would get off and five people would get on. Anyway, so now it's ticking down. Now it's under 30 seconds. Now it's to whatever. Then there was the play that supposedly ended the game, but it didn't. There was a penalty, so they got an extra play. We are on the ground floor at Ford Field when this happens. Rodgers takes the snap for what would be one of the greatest plays of his career, and the elevator doors shut, and the elevator descends, and it's only brick around you because you're under the stadium. And it goes down to brick, and the four people in that picture are all like, wah! And then the noise around us, I cannot describe mass chaos. I was like, is the stadium like on fire? Like the, the noise around us was insane. So this elevator hits the bottom, boom, and the doors open, and we're like screaming, what happened? And the doors open, and above us is a TV monitor with two guys in the end zone standing there with their arms up. I feel so bad for you. And with the four of us, I, I, I literally at that moment snapped that picture that Stephen Watson, who's now at Bally on the on the or at, yeah Bally Sports on the left, uh, Caitlin Sharkey, WGN Chicago, the second spot, Lily Zhao is at Fox Six, and me, and and we all at the same time were like, what just happened? It's in this moment of instant information. For those few seconds, we were literally locked without knowing what happened. We were at the game and we never saw the play. He, Kevin Holden missed the Rodgers Hail Mary against the Detroit Lions to win the game because he was stuck in an elevator that didn't have any signal. <laughs> it was all brick. Uh, yeah, it was all brick. I feel so bad for you. The four of us were on our phone, just like on our phones right. at like full speed. Like, someone tell me. I even tweeted it. I'm like, someone tell me what happened. I was in an elevator. And then, I mean, back then you could still like watch the games on your phone or whatever, right? Sure. But I think but because, that, because of the brick, you know, just the signal just gets was cut gone, off. Yeah. And there, oh, and there was no. no sometimes those in uh, in at Lambeau, you would have seen the play because there's a TV yeah. in the elevator. There was no such TV at Ford Field. It's the Lions because it's the Lions. <laughs> and we had drunk fans, like I said, in and out, in and out from the elevator. We missed Rogers to Rogers in Detroit. And it was on our air. It was on oh. CBS 58. Oh, no. On our station. <laughs> That night was that that moment was a, about as big a nightmare as I've had here. I feel so bad for you because like that's just that's just like I said like the Rodgers to Janice against the Cardinals, just a play that you only get like one shot to see in your yeah. lifetime. That's and that's it. So the only thing we've ever seen is well, at least you got to see Rodgers and Janice. Yeah, that was great. So that's the closest thing you're gonna get to it. And and uh, the the weird thing about that is. If I remember right, this play, Rodgers to Rodgers, happened mm-hmm. after Rodgers to Janice. Didn't it happen that no, fall? Because I thought, or was it before? Yeah, it was before. Because okay. I thought, because uh, was it this? Yeah. What that Rodgers to Janice was that in the playoffs? Yeah, because yeah. then Larry Fitzgerald got the uh, mm-hmm. game. Yeah, so that was before um, Rodgers to Rodgers was before Rodgers to Janice. So Detroit came first. That's the reason I saw Janice then, because I, I remember thinking you saw who. I, Janice! Janice! Jeff Janice. Janice! 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 
I, I, so we, we knew to stay basically, yeah. you know, we knew like, do not right. get caught in an elevator because the same thing happens in, in, in green Bay when you're covering the game. Like usually most of the media leaves with about what, two minutes left in the fourth quarter to get down there to the, to the auditorium mm-hmm. before the game is like, you know, before the jam and all that. But, uh, yeah, at least the Packers have TVs in their elevators. Right. You would. You, there's no way. There are a few places you might get caught there, but it would be very difficult at Lambeau Field as a wow. media member to get caught missing a play, especially that play. I feel bad for you, but at the same time, like thankfully you got to see the Rodgers to Janice touchdown. That was fun. So and this and this whole the rest of the night was great, but. That moment is four. That moment was seconds after the touchdown. Everyone's face says it all, and then there's just Kevin Holden in pure chaos, just smiling like nothing's wrong in the world. Like that is that is the definition of the picture of the guy, you know, sitting in in the fire. Everything is fine. This is that picture right there on three two one Q Kevin on Twitter. The Detroit elevator just went Leroy Jenkins on the entire Leroy! Wisconsin media. Okay, so that so that story is out of the way. This this has been a great time to talk stories about different things that, that that are going on, including Leroy Butler and his induction tomorrow into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Earlier today, uh, Bob Harlan was on with Gary Ellerson and Bart Winkler uh, here on twelve fifty AM. The fan Leroy Butler uh, joined him. I used his other other pronunciation. Leroy Butler joined him, and and this is look. We're just going to get out the way because this is this is pretty amazing right here. Well, you know, I, I think LaVoy came in at a very interesting time. Uh, from 1968 to 1991, uh, we had a 24-year period where we just simply could not find a way to win. And LaRoy, who drafted in 1990, came in for the final two years of that drought. His first year in 1990, we finished 6-10. and 10. The next year, we go 4-12. In the middle of that 4-12 and 12 season is when we hired Ron Wolf and turned the football operation over to him and told our board of directors and our executive committee that it was time for us to make a major change in our football operation, get one strong football person in in the the job, and put him in charge with total control and absolutely no interference. And I think if, if Gary, you could have talked to Leroy or anybody at the end of that 1991 season and said, you know, in five years, you guys are going to be Super Bowl champions. They would have thought you were crazy. <laughs> but that's exactly what happened. Ron came in. He hired Mike Holmgren, made the trade for Brett Favre, signed Reggie White as a free agent. Leroy was already here and in place. And the franchise took off. We started winning immediately, and we did win that Super Bowl. So the thing I admired about Leroy and, and the group we just talked about, not only are they in the Hall of Fame now, they, they were the cornerstone of this franchise, not only in 1992 when they took over, but 30 years later, their impact is still being felt because of the great success they put into this franchise. And they brought character and dignity back to the Packers. We had lost that. And Leroy was a major part of that. And I, I couldn't be happier for anybody to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame than I am for Leroy. And if you talk about the history of the Green Bay Packers, you talk about Brett Favre and you talk a little bit about Reggie White, but Leroy has something different than those two. He was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. And I think if you look at the history of the Packers, not a lot of guys can say that. Now, back in the 60s, you probably could because guys didn't move around as much, but, but, but Leroy Butler was drafted and developed by the Green Bay Packers. He didn't come from another team and only played for the Green Bay Packers. 
Absolutely. He's one of the few people who did it in this day and age, as you know, Gary, who does stay with the same franchise. And you had to love his tenacity and his personality. He had a great way of appealing to fans, and, and people loved him right from the start. And I'll never forget, I'm sitting with Ron Wolf the day uh, Leroy did the Lambeau Leap for the first time. And to see him charge down that field and point into the stands, and nobody knew what was going to happen. And he jumps into the stands, and the thing that, that hit me was the reaction of the fans. They were thrilled to death to think that this great Packer player would reach out to them and almost show his appreciation of them for what they had meant to this franchise. And it, it's in our history books, and it's a major part of our history, in fact, what he did. And uh, the fact that he stayed his entire year with the Packers, I think you not only have to be thankful for that, you've got to appreciate it and say how lucky we were to watch this man's career because it was a magnificent career, and we've all waited for that reward to come, and now finally it is here. Bob, I have a, I have a guest here uh, that's about to come on. If you can hold on one second. Uh, James Laughlin, can you Testing say, one, can you say <laughs> hi to uh, Bob Harlan? Hey, Bob Harlan, how you doing? James, I'm wonderful. How about yourself? Are you where are where are you up in Green Bay or in the UP? No, I'm in Green Bay. Great. But James, it's wonderful to talk to you. I'm glad you're there for Leroy. Oh, it it is fantastic. Just spent some time with him. He and Dave Robinson and I just took a picture, and I was telling those guys, this takes you from the '60s to the 2000s. <laughs> just three guys standing here. That's right, and three of the most important people in Packers history, by the way. Well, and you're probably number four on that list then, huh? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm way, way down that list. No. But it's, it's nice to hear from you, and I'm so glad you're there. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Gary, I just wanted to say, while well, James is here, Yes. There, there was the finest. I'll never forget the day we drafted James Lofton, the excitement in the draft room, and what a great, great contra- contributor to the Green Bay Packers he was for so many years great part of our history well and you know what when you mentioned history i remember being worked out by the packers i was at stanford track practice and al tremel and um lou carpenter came to work me out and work me out in stanford stadium and you know back then i don't think college students were acutely aware of how the nfl worked so getting to work out for in front of lou carpenter and then finding out that he was a former player and had played for Lombardi was so exciting to me. Well, good. Well, James, it's wonderful to talk to you. I'm delighted you're there. And it's, it's, please give our regards to your family. I certainly will. Bob, I have another guest here for you that I'd like to talk oh to you God. real quick. Bob, this is Leroy Butler. Mr. Butler, <laughs> you are my hero. You are my hero, Leroy. This is breaking news, but you're in my speech. I tell you what, I'm, so, I'm as happy for you this weekend as, as you've got to be for your, and proud for yourself. Uh, your career was outstanding, Leroy. You're a wonderful person, a great salesman for the National Football League and the Green Bay Packers. And we need more people who have your character and your dignity. And what you meant to this franchise was huge. And what you meant to the National Football League is huge, too. 
So you're finally in that spot that you deserve to be in. I could not be happier. Bob, I love you and your wife. Y'all have done so much for me. I'm just so emotional because you just did everything for me. I remember my mom telling you, take care of my baby. <laughs> you say, Miss Bella, I definitely will. I just love and respect you. And, yes, you are in my speech because I wouldn't do it any other way. People like you paved the way for me to play for just one team. Just one team. Well, I, I just appreciate what you've done. I mean, thank you so much. Well, now, why y'all got me you. doing this, Gary? <laughs> I mean, y'all wasn't supposed to do me like this. They told me they had a surprise guest, but you didn't tell me you had the most platinum person <laughs> in Packer history. <laughs> Please tell your family, your kids, everybody. We love them. Your wife, everybody. And well, I'm here Roy, representing I, you. I'm here representing you. Well, I will, and I, I couldn't be prouder of you or happier for you. And my sincere, sincere congratulations to you on this great, great accomplishment. Well deserved. Thank you so much, Bob. I love you. Love you too, Leroy. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Please Bob Harlan. I can't take it no more. <laughs> He's, I can't take it no more. Bob Harlan, uh, r- a reminder there that Leroy Butler is a product of uh, – he came from Jacksonville, Florida, came from the projects, came from poverty, but he is a product of Green Bay Packers football. He is a product of the state of Wisconsin. And I think part of what makes Leroy special is the people in Wisconsin understand that how he behaves, how he interacts with people, is how – there's a there's a thought about people from Wisconsin being that way. Wisconsin nice, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit different than you might see in some of the other larger cities, say on the East Coast or even the West Coast. And 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 I think that is one of the things that makes Leroy Butler special. Is that's a part of the culture that people in the state believe that he has picked up and continued to run with. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, it's Leroy cool. totally acts like a Wisconsinite, doesn't he? Yeah, for sure. That's, I didn't really think about that. Yeah, but that's like that's there's a reflection of 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 self in there. If you're from Wisconsin, you look at him and say, "There's a part of me and, and a part of this, you know, the the way we want to be in Leroy Butler." Very, very cool. Uh, man, tomorrow is going to be amazing, yeah. isn't it? I cannot wait for it, man. I'm going to get up super early for it. Listen to the Road to Canton show here on 1250 and the Fan with Bart Winkler, who will be in Canton still. He'll be taking your guys' calls, uh, sharing some great audio and more. And we have we st- we still have more Leroy Butler audio audio for you guys, too. He spoke uh, last night during the Hall of Fame game. And we'll do that after the break. After the break on the Fan Afternoon Show. Wrapping things up on the Fan Afternoon Show, but literally in a week full of content, right to the very end, we've got some good stuff for you. This is Leroy Butler last night on NBC in the uh, preseason, uh, first preseason game, the Hall of Fame game, Butler on Thursday night here talking two days before his enshrinement, which will be tomorrow, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Well, Mike, Packers Hall of Fame general manager called him the quintessential safety. He said you had no weakness. Here you are in the Hall of Fame. When did that sink in? Uh, Lee Rimmel told me about it a long time ago when I made all decade. He said, one day you may make the Hall of Fame. And I started to think about it at that point. But for the most part, having great teammates really makes it a lot easier. Inventor of one of the greatest traditions in the NFL. You told me you remember that day so clearly of the Lambeau Leap. Take us back. Well, Mike Holmgren told all defensive players, never ladle the ball, but it's Reggie White, right? (laughs) Reggie White ladles the ball. And here's the best celebration because you need the spans. And shout out to Robert Brooks because he made it famous because he actually named it Lambo Leap and wrote a song about it called Jump in the Stand. So shout out to Robert Brooks. 
And you said it was because you wanted to show the fans how much you loved them. All right, you grew up, you had so many challenges as a child. You had club feet, you were pigeon-toed, you were bullied, you faced poverty, but there was one person through it all that encouraged you, told you you could be anything you wanted to be, your mom, Eunice. Just talk about what that meant to you. Um, I don't think people realize if you're a parent with special needs kids, you have to help them with their dreams. And my mom told me I could play in the NFL. I was eight years old. So my uncle, uh, Charles Durham, he also told me when people bully you, ignore them and just continue to do the, the dream because no one's going to believe it because you come from poverty. So it really worked out. You told me you weren't that athletic. The coaches loved you at that point because you had a great smile. Well, we know your mom's looking down on you tonight. And you told me you started writing your Hall of Fame acceptance speech 13 years ago in 2009 with your mom. Yeah. It was her advice. You wanted to do it? Yeah, I said, Mom, that's kind of narcissistic to write a speech and I haven't even been a semi-finalist yet. She said, I don't even know what that means, but let's be prepared. <laughs> you want to be prepared. You want to thank people in groups. I want to have the shortest speech in NFL history. And we kind of shaped it. 90% of my speech you hear on Saturday is from my mom. And take us back to 1990 draft night because you have an incredible story. You had one phone in the house. Yes. Your sister was on the phone, so the line was busy. Yeah, my sister Vicky, shout out to my sister. But she was on the phone, the line was busy, we had a rotary phone. And when Bob Harlan and Lee Rummel called me, I thought God was talking to me. Because at the time, I was a huge Cowboy fan. I wanted them to draft me, but they didn't. But the Packers saved my life and my career, giving an African-American in the inner city in the projects. The entire neighborhood, Melissa, went crazy, and they're still going crazy now. But the 49ers called, and you missed yes, it. Yes, yes. They tried to call back, but the line was busy, so I could have been a 49er. I mean, hey. <laughs> well, it all worked out all right. Yes. All right, and the guys are going to love this, Mike and Chris. From a Hall of Fame player to a Hall of Fame chef, you yes. have a cookbook coming out. And I said, you guys, I said, are you really a good cook? He goes, what do you think? What would you tell me to that? I'm an executive home chef. Okay? <laughs> I don't grill. I'm in the kitchen. Okay, so me and my six daughters are working on a cookbook right now. Leroy Butler is leaping into your kitchen again, but this time he's bringing his kids. And as we throw it back, your, your best dish. Mac and cheese. This to America. I make the best mac and cheese ever. Okay? Don't even sweat it. Don't even stay out my mentions. It's all me. <laughs> <laughs> stay out my mentions. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Melissa. I really appreciate it. Stay out my mentions. And so the craziest thing about that is Leroy Butler never, ever, ever brags about anything. No. And there is the first time I think I've ever heard him say that like that. I think so too. But like now, I look, I mean, he's never, I don't want to force him to bring in food for the station. But I just want to see how good the mac and cheese is. Just ask him really, really nicely, because if he's bragging about it, he ain't lying. That's that's real right there. All right, Leroy. I'll text him. Uh, Sammy, what a week. What a week. Really oh, appreciate it. I, I know we went through a we went through a lot. I think a, we played therapist to about half a Brewers Nation. I feel like my bot like my body is hurting from yeah. this week. <laughs> with how much news there was. You don't have to go into the Andes Mountains to get what we got this week here. We appreciate everything uh, on the Fan Afternoon Show. Kevin Holden, CBS 58. Scott Grodsky will be in this chair next week. Oh, yeah. That'll I be will, fun. I will heckle you guys. Not well, you, him. Well, we'll have you on for some draft mockeries if that's all right. Perfect. Sounds good. I will heckle him, though. Again, thanks, everybody. The Fan Afternoon Show keeps on rolling. Leroy, congratulations tomorrow in Canton.